0: This episode may contain language or discussions that may be offensive or triggering. Refer to the episode summary for details. If you're an entrepreneur who has struggled with confidence, self-care, or maintaining healthy relationships, this episode is for you. Welcome to the She Confidential podcast. It's your business bestie, Charlene Ketchum, and today I chatted with licensed professional counselor, Amethyst Roberson. This is a conversation you'll want to revisit when life gets to life and you need a pep talk. Enjoy. So I know that you juggled both a full-time job with another company while you were also building up your business. And I don't know if you've seen all this stuff on social media. I know it's, oh, that's so, it's so ratchet when we, when we got to do that, (laughs) it's it's like, oh my God, I'm in hell. But sometimes you have to do it. And it's a lot of people who are out there having to do it right, right now, but there's a lot of pressure on social media that tells folks. You know, if you're serious about building your business, you need to quit your nine to five or it's not possible for you to build your business while you're doing a nine to five. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say to that assertion? And how did you make it happen?
1: Uh, It took a lot, (laughs) you know, I mean, for me. I, I, you know, my faith is what drives me the most. And I feel like when God begins to point something out to me, that becomes the consuming factor. And that vision that he had given me became the forefront and the focal of my life. And so for me, it was whatever I needed to do to make it happen. (laughs) So, you know, with me working a nine to five, I just had to make sure that once I clock out, once I had break, once I had lunch time, I was focusing in on, you know, either phone calls to network and to have conversations about the business that I was building. Uh, after work was the time that I would just utilize to really be, begin to build my private practice. Now I've been doing it for 20 plus years, but in a full-time capacity that just seemed overwhelming for so long, working a nine to five. And so I just had to really, you know, Steve Harvey said it, you have to literally take the jump. And so for me, I left, you know, when I left my, my nine to five, it was me jumping really far, not with a plan. And, and, and now my, uh, you know, my understanding and, and everything is always have your plan ready before you take that jump but it didn't happen that way for me. Now I would have loved for it to happen that way, but it didn't. And so when I left my my job, I I hit the pavement day one. And I had to determine in my mind that if God had called me to this, then he's going to equip me with what I need. And so the first thing I did was I got my brand shoot and I got with a friend and look, I'm just, I mean, as you know, as we talk today, I just want to be honest. Like, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of money to 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 work with, so I had a camera. So sometimes you just have to take what, what's in your hand. So I took my camera. I told my friend, I'm going to teach you some photography because that was something else I was doing. On I still do photography on the side, but I taught mm. her the basics about photography, and we went into one of these hotels in St. Louis. <laughs> And we took some pictures, you know, and that was my brand shoot that that's what catapulted me off into social media and how I'm branding myself now. So, yeah, so it's different for everybody, but either way, it's going to take this sense of jumping into your purpose. That's going to really launch you out into that next next part of your life.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that because so many people say, you know, you've got to have a plan and you got to be ready. And it doesn't sound like you, you were ready, but you I had didn't have the faith and so you made it happen.
1: My faith was my ready. <laughs> my faith was it because, you know, either way, you know, as an entrepreneur and, and as an entrepreneur, you're, you won't always feel like you have everything together. Like, even if I plan six months, a year out to prepare for this, there are certain elements of being an entrepreneur that you cannot prepare for, and so when when we uh, when I decided, my husband, when I say we, my husband and I decided to say let's let's take this jump. You have to have some kind of support around you. So it was my faith, and it was that I had support around me, that I had an understanding with my spouse, I had an understanding with my family that. Look, we're going to do this. I need y'all. I need y'all to be present to help me in this. So sometimes it's just the support, knowing that you have people that have your back, that understand you, that understand your vision, your purpose. Like that's what makes, that's what makes up an entrepreneur because there, there are going to be a lot of pitfalls as an entrepreneur that you'll have, even if you planned everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. But to know that the foundation that you have is your faith and understanding of yourself, and you have the support, like that's all you really need. Anybody I'm, I'm thinking that you can name in your personal life or someone that's, you know, a, a star, a movie star, someone, they're going to go back to those foundational principles. I had support. I had somebody around me and I have faith. I hear Steve Harvey talking about that all the time. It was my faith. I was in a car. He said, I was in a car, nowhere to stay, but it was my faith that drove me to that next stage and so those are the foundational things that i think that every entrepreneur has to have in order to really be established so yeah.
0: and what advice i mean because it sounds like you have you already had a really strong support system in yeah. terms of your family and your circle yeah. You know, but what suggestions do you have for people who are starting to build their business and they have a lot of naysayers around them, especially right now, you know, we're looking at some people say we're already in a recession. Some people say we're heading into a recession, but I always say it's always something life is always going to be lifing. So there's always going to be a reason why people are going to tell you this is not the right time for you, or you've got that good paying job already. Why would you want to go into that risky owning your own business thing? So they don't have people necessarily around them who are encouraging or believe in them or see the vision. What suggestions
1: do you have for those folks? Believe in yourself, <laughs> believe, establish the ideas, write it, write your goals down. Like it's something really important about externalizing what's inside of you. So write down the vision that you had. Like I did that 20 years ago. What I'm doing today is not something that just popped up overnight. It was 20 years ago when I was thinking about this and studying and getting the information and understanding about what I want to do. So if you don't have like the support, you got naysayers, you have your foundational support from the things that you've written down. The internal things that you know, the fortitude that you know about yourself, that's going to be the driving factor as well. Yeah, there are times, of course, when I face naysayers, I face people, you can't do this. You're not good enough. Um, You're not smart enough. But you know what? Sometimes it's me telling myself that. If I go back to my teenage years, it was me. It was my self-inflicted wounds that caused me to stumble the most. So sometimes we're our own worst enemy. We're our own enemy. And we speak negativity towards ourselves, to our own dreams. And so I had to understand that gratitude had to be my attitude. I had to understand that something inside of me is good, that I am good enough. I am worth whatever God is calling me to do. And that took me, that took repetition. That took me believing in me. There's there's a root word to believe and that word is commit. If I say I believe in you, that mm-hmm. means there's some commitment to that. So I had to understand that if I'm not putting out committed, steps intentionally in life i don't really believe in myself so that's what i would say to anybody that's struggling with like that self-critic that imposter syndrome you have to stop Mm -hmm. and you have to write down what your ideas are and begin to believe in yourself regarding those things i had to do that like i said struggle so much as a teenager and that's one reason why like part of my practice is focusing on uh, youth and teenagers and young adults because that is like one of the, the the major struggles is what we tell ourselves, that self-script, you know, that you can create whatever script you want for your life. You don't have to uh, stay in the script that you got from mom not being there, dad not being there, whatever that person went through. Whatever your story is, you don't have to adhere to that negative story. You can change your life. You can modify it in whatever way you want to. And so that boldness just started to rise up in me as a teenager. And I was like, you know, I'm going to write down my dreams. I believe this now. So it went from like this negative to now I believe in myself. Then I wrote it down. Now, once you write it down, then that's the commitment. You got to stick to what you wrote down. So that was the process that I went through. And again, that's when the support came. When I was able to articulate and communicate to other people how important it is for me to do these things, and if they're not on board, then they're just not on board. <laughs> you know, and so I found people. What's important then and even now is I have people around me that encourage me that that um that cheer me on. I ran track from age eight to about eighteen. I played sports. I was a sports head, and during that time, I understood that the crowd that was around you was was really important too the crowd can either boo you and take you down. Mm. They could kill your spirit or they can make you run faster and harder. When I ran, I I used to run um, in particular the 200, the the 400 and what we call, um, you know, during that last leg, they say the monkey's on your back. (laughs) (laughs) This is the last stretch. This is the last fight that you have. So either the crowd's going to cheer you on, or they're going to cheer for somebody else. But I had to understand that the grit had to come from within myself. No matter what the crowd was doing, I had to understand it came from my practice. It came from the repetition that I did every day at track practice. It came from my teammates running around the track with me, telling me I can do it. But most importantly, I had to dig down deep inside and understand that if I'm gonna run this run this race, I put all of that together and I run past that tape, you know. So that's that's a whole story today. This whole running, you know. But the 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 one major lesson that I learned through track and field that goes in line with what we're talking about today is there was one time when I was running a race. It was rain. It was raining, and I was just I had a bad attitude. <laughs> And I got out on the track and my mind was like, well, I'll, you know, if I come in second, second, whatever. And when I got on that track, I ended up running the best time of my season. Why? Because I understood at that moment, it doesn't mean, it doesn't matter the weather around you. It doesn't matter the elements around you. When you focus and you run through that tape, it comes from within. And so that's what I would say to any entrepreneur that is. Seeking to launch out. If you have detours, distractions, I've had many distractions along the way. Don't be worried. Don't focus your attention on the rain and the storms of life that come your way. That was a struggle for me. and I know I'm going on and on, but that was such a struggle for me that trials and, and, and temptations and situations would come and I would buckle under those things until I really understood that this is not just a call. This is, a, this is an assignment and it's necessary. So when a person really understands that this is not an option for them, I have to win this. That's when you'll begin to take whatever challenges you're facing and you will, you will breeze past those things and you'll win whatever race you need to to establish that business, to establish that speaking contract to uh to start that podcast there's so many opportunities now for black women to get into but one of the struggles is that mental health and that self-care. So yeah, anyway, that that is that's my answer. You know, you have to be able to believe in yourself and commit to what you have written down.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. for just sharing yeah. all of that because I think yeah. so often we discredit how our experiences impact the way we show up professionally. Absolutely. You know, people yeah. always say, keep your yeah. personal life separate, and you know, all that stuff. Business is business. It's not personal. Yeah. And I think
1: it's very personal. It's very, it's very pro- personal. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You bring you, you bring yourself. Now there, there's an element. Yes. When, when, you know, there's transactions happening, but, Really, you bring all of you to the table. I mean, when 2020 changed the game altogether anyway, it became personal. You know, so yeah, you have to, you know, know who you are when you show up at the table. And those are some of the ways that you can sharpen who you are, you know, by just simply understanding you through whatever storm it is, you're going to be able to conquer and move through that. So I'm encouraging myself. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yes, I know uh, you don't totally encourage me. Yeah. Yeah, I, this yeah, is this yeah. is a part of the show. Like people need yeah. to save that, like bookmark that and yeah. listen to it. Like those words of encouragement. When you need some encouragement, like yeah. listen to it. Like and I suggest that everybody create a playlist of encouragement. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I there are days when I you know you just gotta go back to it and you you know, yeah. those affirmations. And yeah. it's one thing to just say to yourself, like, mm-hmm. I can get through this. I can do all things. Yeah. But you got to really believe it. Yes. And that's why I believe in keeping a winning list as well. You know, that's you got to right. track your wins, big and small. Right. You know, yeah. just the fact that you got up and you tried again, that's a win. And yeah. that helps you believe those affirmations yes. because that's you can right. go back to the times that you actually did it. You actually, that's you right. won, you showed up. And the more and more that you're tracking those things it changes your psyche and so you start to believe like i really got this yes absolutely
1: yeah that's it yeah
0: yeah, yeah. and so when you talk about knowing that this is your calling and <laughs> and just how your faith led you to do what you do Man. you know you are a licensed professional counselor yeah i have a lot of friends who are in the helping healing arena and mm-hmm. all of y'all are such givers and such nurturers yeah. yeah how do you make it possible to have boundaries with your clients and that because a lot of especially new entrepreneurs who who have service based businesses kind of struggle with that yeah. that part yeah. of it you know having those boundaries and even though we know that you know this is business and we've got some trans it's kind of yeah. transactional Mm-hmm. A lot of us are doing this because this is our purpose and this is what we were divinely called to do. Oh, and when you feel that <laughs> you're fueled by that, it can be kind of hard to establish some boundaries and draw some lines. So
1: how have you been able to do that? Yeah, you know, I think early on when I first started practice, I didn't have too, too many boundaries set up. It was just kind of dive in and help people till so I had to understand that, you know, People come to you as a clinician for different reasons. And once I started seeing that, some people, you, you, they need assistance. They are not able to, they're not aware of what's going on. They need the assistance. They need the help. But then there's another set um, that comes in that, okay, I don't need all of the holding my hand. I just need the resources. I just need the care. Uh, And then there's another set where I just need enrichment. I just need you to maybe a a webinar, a book, a resource. And so in my mind, this category started coming up and it's called the care system. So those are those who will come in the category of enrichment. So I've written books, my Healing Her book and uh, other material that you can find on my website about gratitude, about uh, anxiety. There's so many um, resources that, i've produced based upon that set of individuals that say i don't necessarily want to invest uh, my time and money in coming in for a session but do you have resources and material that i can pick up that i can download in order for me to grow and then there's another set of people that again that is just give me this resource and i can run with it or i need resources for other people so that's another category And this is how I'm setting my boundaries and and how I just identified the type of individuals that come to me. Then there's another category where it's sort of, they're professionals. um, They want sort of like that continual educations. And so that's that webinar um, area that I produce webinars and seminars and speaking engagements in order for them to to get educated on various topics. And then the main, my main baby of course is my one-on-one in my group uh, coaching and counseling. And so through that, uh, that care system, that's how I've been able to really set boundaries with the uh, population that I serve. So it's been really helpful to break it down that way. Me personally, I just, you know, you have to be able to turn it off. Like, My husband is an entrepreneur as well. And so we had to come to a point where we say, hey, you know, leave, you know, he does landscaping and lawn care. So he had to leave that uh, outside and I have to leave my counseling, take my counseling hat off and understand that, you know, that that's for that system. That's not for my home. And so Mm -hmm. it just, it took a while for us to get that regimen going, but you just have to say that, you know, set my priorities. That's what I'm trying to say. I had to set my priorities and determine like, okay, nine to five, this is what I'm giving my time to. And then after five, it's, it's family time. It's time for me to kick it. It's time for my leisure, you know? So I make sure that I, you know, I take, you know, quarterly, I try to take a trip, whether it's just driving and we try to make sure that we maintain, you know, date nights, things like that. Those are ways that me as a clinician that I set boundaries in in my world. So
0: Yeah. And thank you for sharing and really illustrating that Mm -hmm. because your approach to boundaries is really holistic. A lot of times we, you know, I think it gets hard because and I've done this for years. It's like, okay, I've got my priorities and boundaries for Mm -hmm. work and then I'm trying to manage my personal life separately. And so something gets 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 left out. And a lot of times in my experience it has been my personal life. Because I'm focusing so much on just the business and the professional things. And I appreciate that you're saying, I'm gonna have this holistic approach. Yeah. You know, in terms of my self care and just being mindful. Like being an entrepreneur or owning a business doesn't mean that's 24 Mm seven. Like you Mm -mm. have to turn that off and say, (laughs) I'm working these hours. Each yeah. quarter, I'm going to take a vacation. I'm going to do something right. if it's a road trip. And then yeah. being mindful of how it impacts your marriage, because yes. oh, a that's lot of a people, especially I, when you said both of y'all are entrepreneurs, I was like, oh my goodness, that's that, a that requires thing. a lot of intention
1: Yeah, to be yeah.
0: present in your marriage when you're a lot also of
1: running businesses. It does. It does. It, and so like when I think about, so let me, let me go back to what you were saying um, about just the personal side, like, so just being fully transparent, like, I believe like one of the things in in that holistic approach that you're talking about, for me, I started to let like health stuff go. And so I had to realize, and so now, you know, I'm getting older, so my body's aching a little bit different now. And so it's so important not to allow your physical health to go. And so like this entire year has been dedicated to me, me going to therapy, me understanding me more, me getting a balance of, okay, I let my physical health go and I need to get back in balance. And so I'm working through that with a therapist to understand what was in me to allow myself in helping others go. And so we've been working through that. And so we, we've come up with a grand plan, um, you know, make sure you get your massage, you know, if your funding is there, get your massages I've been doing acupuncture, whether it's chiropractic. There's so many different things that you can do, um, you know, as an entrepreneur to keep your health up, making sure that you're keeping your quarterly doctor's meetings and, and having conversations with physicians, making sure that your health is together. When you are, you know, when you are engaging with the public, you're traveling a lot you have to be fit. You have to be ready for whatever element and environment that, that God would send you to. And so that has been my last year, just getting myself together more physically in a holistic way, making sure that all of that's together. (laughs) So whatever my assignment is this year or next year, I'm ready in a holistic type of way. And that included again, back to what you were saying to tail in is noticing, um, how what i'm doing is affecting my husband noticing how it's affecting my relationships now i have the kind of friends that will say now and you know we haven't seen you in a while you know and you put me on the schedule so you have to make sure yes. that you tell you, you know you tell your friends you know hold me accountable and they hold me, they hold me accountable and we we try to keep our our lunch dates our breakfast dates whatever it is get together but like you're right it is a holistic uh endeavor when you take on being an entrepreneur and then being a black woman that's a whole nother conversation because just the thought and the demand that comes with you holding that role that society would say well how are you going to do all of that when you when you you know you should be cooking cleaning and all that for your home and all that well how do you keep that well we got a system we gonna work it out so having that open line of communication with your i know i wasn't talking about all that but your significant other is crucial you know so you have to have that balance of what what you're you know saying you need to do as an entrepreneur and what and how that's going to actually look so there have been seasons where i've had to let some things go i had to i had to take notice of how is this affecting my marriage? Is it a healthy thing that I'm taking so much mm-hmm. on? Is it healthy? You know, so two months ago, I started saying nine o'clock, I'm going to bed. How does that help my marriage? Well, after nine, you know, hey, yeah. <laughs> but if I'm not making myself available and I'm just being really real, I hope that's Okay. Oh, yeah. you, we get real, real on here. Yeah, and yeah, I appreciate I'm not, that you're saying that
0: because so many people think you can't run a business successfully and have a healthy marriage. And you, you're illustrating how you can make it happen. You, so I appreciate to,
1: that. Yeah. yeah. You, know, look, you know, men I'm okay, we're gonna get really real. Men statistically, you know, they want you know, they want intimacy, you know, three days stretch. That's a long time. Yes. So, but in my mind, as an entrepreneur, and again, using that as an example, that pressure on black women to produce and to bring results in, you can get caught up in that world and you're forgetting to notice what's going on in your own home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that open line of communication is so important. And so we had to have those conversations where we stopped and you say, how is this affecting you? Me working from nine to nine at night. See, a nine to five is easy because you can cut that off. But when you become an entrepreneur, it's, it's like 24-7. Mm-hmm. So I had to say, no, I'm going to bed at nine. I'm cutting it off. At five o'clock, I'm cutting this off. My last session's at four. I do some debriefing and I take some time away from myself to kind of get those sessions off of me. Sometimes you have to take a drive, go get a cup of coffee, walk out of the house. I work from home. And I have an office as well. But sometimes you change your environment so you don't bring that to your to your spouse or to your significant other. You know, it's different scenarios for everybody, but it's the same line and principle. Making sure their need is met is you making sure your need is met. You know, so anyway, I, that's like I said, that's a whole I'm different... I'm so way. glad you spoke on that seriously <laughs> it because that yeah. it's important.
0: You know, the health of our personal relationships, oh everything from you saying you're you've given your friends permission to hold you accountable. They have to hold me accountable, you know, for that social time. It's like, we yeah. haven't seen you. We need yeah. to see you <laughs> yeah. because you know, we, and there's a see- there's a season for the hustle. I know, you know, yeah. everybody, everybody's saying hustling is bad and all that stuff. Yeah. Not as a permanent way of life, but there will be a season, particularly when you're building or if you, you know, you're expanding, things will happen where you're just, you know, I might have to do some nine to nines, but that can't be your way of life. And you have to have people around you who will see, you know Mm -hmm. what, you're not taking care of yourself. Like for me, it is very easy for me to get in work mode and honey, I can work until (laughs) one, two in the morning and I will still, cause my body won't let me sleep past yeah. eight if I'm yeah. really exhausted I might really actually I never sleep until eight I'm gonna wake up around six o'clock still <laughs> and so I'm, I'm going to wake up so uh-huh. there have been many seasons in my life when I was yeah. in law school and when I first started my business and I was doing entrepreneurship full-time like oh my gosh I was like oh I can make all this money and all this stuff like oh I got greedy I was like I don't need to sleep I'm just gonna make money it it was ridiculous you need people to say girl okay now like you're working a lot i haven't seen you you know you look tired you know it doesn't look like you're taking care of yourself and loving on yourself like we we laugh at that but it's you need people to come and say to you and we as black people black women Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we we gotta do a little bit better yeah, with that. that because that yeah. is love to say yeah. to somebody i don't think that you're taking care of yourself i need yeah. you to to rest like let's yeah, talk it about is, this. Um,
1: it is love and it, it it will help you in the long run to hear and understand that person who's bringing that to you and be open to it um uh, we're like Women in general prone to like codependency, codependent relationships where you allow that person in your life may have a pattern that's unhealthy and you allow it because of because of your love for them. But it's that same vein that we have to start breaking that 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 um, generational pattern of codependency where we allow people to live in their stuff in their hurt, in their pain. Because a lot of times, like like I said, this, like our conversation is so good because it it really touches on a holistic approach. And codependency is like, probably like one of the number one things that, that um, I'm noticing women are dealing with. So we have to break that cycle of enabling each other. Yeah. And that is, that starts with, and I call it a practice, I call it a skill of noticing. You know, I noticed that this is going on and actually just using that word. I noticed that you've been staying up all night. I noticed that when I get on Facebook, I noticed that you're already up at 2 a.m. every morning. That's meaningful. That's mean. That's a soft touch for someone who's always in that hustle. And so, yeah, so we have to have like those conversations with each other to hold each other accountable uh, in, a, in our personal and professional lives. there's so much to that
0: and you 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 know you are dropping all these gems like in our conversation but I have to tell you like seriously you do this all day on your social media as well like you are just like a content production queen when it comes to the social and so for folks who aren't following Mm -hmm. can you share your Instagram handle so that people can go on there yeah it's
1: my first and last name amethyst dot roberson and I'm on Instagram. That's probably like the quickest way to reach me. Uh, so amethyst.roberson. Yeah,
0: yeah. y'all definitely have to follow her on social media. And and so I want to ask you about like, how do you manage your social media? Because you Ooh. before reels were a big thing, like everybody's like, we got to do reels and more video yeah. content. <laughs> you were doing that. Like last year, like you were already ahead of the curve. So I don't know if you got some inside scoop (laughs) at Instagram or something, but you were ahead of the curve and you post consistently and you Mm -hmm. post content that really resonates. I mean, that was that was one of the things that drew me to your page just like mm-hmm. everything you would say it resonated to with me personally. Okay. So one thing like how do you how do you manage your social media content? Because we know that's a struggle for a lot of entrepreneurs. And how did you figure yeah. out what your audience needed?
1: Oh no that's a huge question. So so <laughs> when I first started off when I took that jump I joined a, a, a community that really uh was supportive and you know, educational, and so through that, I learned quite a few programs that you can use that will help, um, you know, manage that material for you. And so, I would create it. I use Canva, that is the platform that is the premier platform for everybody now, where you're able to really just, um, you know, whatever platform you're needing material for, you can create it on there. And I will use a program called Later, it's later.com. And I would pre-schedule that information in there. And it's actually able to blast out at different times of the day. But then there's me manually going in there throughout the day. And so I try to use inspiration as like the platform to really write content that resonates with people. So throughout my day, I'm taking pictures, I'm filming things. Uh, I invested in an iPhone that, that, you know, you can invest in any phone that has a good quality camera that's important. And so once I did that, I was able to, to write down everything in a program called Trello. Trello is like my go-to because you're able to use columns and, and organize things. Now, if you're not like a person like that, likes the organization stuff, you can just get a word document and write out your ideas. There's a notepad in every in every phone, you know, Android or iPhone, that you can write that material down. And so for me, I carry that with me. So whenever I'm inspired by something or if I'm thinking of something, if I'm like riding in the car is like probably like my most inspirational time. <laughs> Usually I'm by myself and I'm cruising, listening to my music and I just get this download of information. You know, I think about me, like when I create content, I think about me usually the content i create is a few steps from where i used to be so that is the springboard in which i use to really produce the content that i make and it seems to resonate with a lot of women and men as well uh, and couples too and so that's kind of been my format um getting again educating myself on who is really hot right now in my area in counseling but also who's really hot in content creation. And so when I first started off, it was um, Ramaya Ramaya, and then uh, we call her V and uh, she's Panther Inc. And uh, Chris Jackson and CJ on on Instagram. Those were three of my go-to people that really helped. Uh, They started a content group on Saturdays and we would just meet and create content as they were talking. So sometimes when you're starting off, Get with the crew. Get with the group that is focusing on that area that you want to find out who is the premier people person in your area um, that will give you inspiration on writing some of your material. So that's kind of my pattern of what I've been doing.
0: Excellent. Yeah. yeah you yes. You yeah. <laughs> you are on it. Like you have you I use. I mean, it's a great mix too because yeah. you'll have the funny memes and everything and you'll do just the inspirational posts and like quotes and things but then you also do some teaching on there as well and in that it's just it's the perfect execution of a content strategy because you're educating people you are inspiring them you're providing that encouragement and through all of it they get to know who you are they get to know what your expertise is how you can help serve them to what to do whatever
1: it is they need to do to live better yeah yeah that like that strategy, like one of the Kevon, you've heard of Kevon stage. Kev yeah. on stage, on mm-hmm. stage, like he has a training. I purchased that training. And through that, he talks about how, you know, it needs to be something uh, trending. It needs to be relevant yeah. and it needs to be funny. Like people want to laugh. Like yeah. there's so many things going on in life that, you know, a lot of heavy content is not not always the answer. So you try to lace that with what's relevant in society what's current and trending, but also something funny to get a real serious message across. And so I try to use some of the principles that I've learned through, through those groups and things that I purchased as well. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I appreciate you mentioning how you Mm -hmm. invest in yourself through investing in other coaches and everything, because a lot of people think that you're an entrepreneur, you're supposed to figure all this out on your own. And y'all, you don't have to do that. That's a mistake
1: don't don't try to like that like trying to figure it out comes from probably a lifestyle and how you were raised and once i realized that i was like no there you know i can trust i can trust people to produce and give me the material i need and that comes through me investing monetarily sometimes it's bartering i may see something that they have and I have something, I may build a website. I may do some photography for someone that uh, has a product that I need for my business. So sometimes it's not just, you know, you don't have to have a lot of money to invest. Most programs is starting at 27, 37 bucks, but it's so crucial to understand um, that you don't have to do it all by yourself. You don't have to be superwoman. <laughs> You, you have help. You can rely on other people and get the assistance that you need to, to really accomplish your dream. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you this, for all you're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. This is my pleasure. Yeah. I Before
0: love it. we wrap up, can you share your website and then again, just highlight some of the ways that people
1: can work with you? Yeah, so of course, my clinical practice is arobersontherapy.com. That's arobersontherapy.com. For my coaching, is my first and last name, amethystroberson.com. So, coaching and therapy as well. But I'm on social media Facebook, Instagram. Really, if you type in amethystroberson, you'll see pretty much all of my information coming up. Uh, Instagram is probably like the, I'm uh, most involved on Instagram and, uh, those are the ways that you can reach me and through those outlets, you can see some of the products that I currently have out, um, uh, including my book, Healing Heart. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and
0: I will include the link to that and yeah, the, the notes in the summary for the episode. So, yes. Awesome. So last awesome. question yeah. for you. And this is, this is, this is a, well, you know what? I got two for you. We're, we're going to oh, do okay. like the serious one. Then we're going to do like a fun one. So the okay. serious one is what do you want your legacy to be? Ooh,
1: good, good, good. <laughs> Yeah, that's yes. the that's so, so I talked a little bit about my, my being a sports head and things like that. And uh, legacy, the first three letters, leg. Legacy is running my leg. In the race. Mm. It's running my portion. I used to, we dominated. You know, we were state champions in Missouri. We dominated relays. The four by one, two and four. Why? Because of the time we put into it. It was my leg that I started off first. So that first leg was the person who had to either get the lead. Yeah. Or you had to maintain enough for that person who got it next. So me, legacy is me taking the baton from my parents and running my leg and preparing the next generation to run their leg. And that's, that's really the process that I'm in right now. Just really implementing the things that God has given me, but preparing the next generation to take that baton and run and do the things that they are called and assigned to do uh, while they're here. So that, that's legacy to me.
0: I love that. Oh, now I can't my, my funny one is kinda cheesy. Yeah, was it? But Uh-oh. I'm asking this for you because you have like so many cool memes and everything. So what is <laughs> one of the funniest things that you've seen this year? Or one of your Yeah, what is one of the funniest things that you've seen or heard this year?
1: Um, like one of the memes or just in general?
0: Well, in general, if you have like a, a comedy show or something.
1: Oh man. You I mean, I don't know if it's comedy but like there's like there's a there's a post that I created. It's this little kid. I forgot his name though, but this this post is at over four million. And I was like, what I is-? saw that
0: post. Yeah, you yeah. went viral with that yeah, It
1: went viral. I mean, it's still going. I'm like, oh God, when is it gonna stop? But it keeps going. So like <laughs> the fact that this kid, I think his name, guys, I wish I remembered his name. But basically, he was just saying to his mom, You're beautiful. You kill the beautiful. And I woke up one day and I just I I, I hit play. I didn't know that it would go viral, but the, like that has brought more so than funny, but it it has brought so much joy to so many people. You you would be amazed at the people who have liked that post because of this kid just saying, You're beautiful. You kill the beautiful. You're beautiful all week. And I think that's the basis of everything that we've been talking about. Kill the beautiful. (laughs) You're beautiful all week, no matter what comes your way as an entrepreneur. That little kid tapped into the main thing of what, out of all the posts, just knowing that you are beautiful and what you have is beautiful all week, no matter what it looks like. That's all you need to know. That that has been like the inspiration for my for my um posting and everything since that went viral. So yeah, that was that was so cute. That's awesome. Yep. I'm going to link
0: that in the notes as well. I'm gonna go on yeah. your profile and find it and link that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you. Make sure you like, subscribe, and sign up for notifications so that you don't miss any She Confidential Podcast episodes.